flawless to broken out. And it's the kind where it just hardens in the pore and it stays there. And when you're doing extractions, it creates an orange little ball of wax. You can try to smush it and it won't even smush. Like that's how hard it is. So it can create some really devastating acne that needs professional extractions. Yeah, yeah, Deanna, you know, as an esthetician, I'm sure how many people come in and they're just at their wits end with dealing with their skin. I'm sure you have a lot of clients that come in in tears because they're so frustrated because what comes along with acne and skin struggles, it hits a lot of people's confidence really hard. And, and that's what we wanted to help you. We want people to feel confident and comfortable in their own skin. Welcome to Ask the Beauty Advisor, a podcast that answers your health and beauty questions. Hosted by health and beauty advisor, Deanna Lynn. Hello and welcome to Ask the Beauty Advisor. This is your host, Deanna Lynn. I'm a licensed esthetician and certified health coach. Now, I'm really, really super excited about today's show. Because I have not only just one guest for you, but two. But before we get started, I have two things I just want to say. If you listened to last week's episode where I promised this time to expand on the topic of Groupon, I've decided to wait due to what's happening to us globally to the beauty business. Most of us just really aren't even working at this time. And when we do go back to work, some things may have changed. So I've decided to save that episode for a later time. Also, I just want to say I want to apologize for my audio quality. I've had a few technical issues that I'm trying to resolve. On today's episode, we're going to be speaking with two very knowledgeable professionals, Danielle Garanage and Kaylee Clark from Clear Stem Skincare. They'll be sharing their knowledge and experience for treating acne through proper skincare and nutrition. Now, this information and the tips they were so kind enough to share with us today will help you as an esthetician better understand the needs of your acne clients especially those clients that you just can't seem to get their acne under control. And even if you're not an esthetician, if you're just someone who just can't seem to get that acne under control, today's show will be incredibly valuable to you. This is not information that you could easily find on the internet. Today, we are going to take a deep dive into how to treat acne. So without further ado, let's go ahead and bring our guests on. Hello, ladies, and welcome to the show. I'm very excited about today's show. I've never had two guests on at the same time before, so I think this is going to be a very fun show, provided we don't talk over each other. Thank you so much for having us. We're excited to be here. Great. I'm excited to have you guys. So I'm going to introduce you one at a time and ask you a couple of questions about yourself. So let's start first with Danielle. Danielle, you're a professional skincare 
you're a licensed esthetician. What do, you, how, what do you categorize yourself as? So I would categorize myself as a clinical esthetician. That's not like a legal term, but that is definitely how you would describe me. I don't do waxing. I don't do eyebrows. Um, I stick to acne primarily and anti-aging with anti-acne because a lot of people have dual concerns. So uh, yes, I'm an esthetician. I have a biology and chemistry background. So I bring a little bit more, um, a, a little bit extra science to the skin game. Um, um, I don't do relaxing facials necessarily. I'm definitely not a spa. Um, I do own San Diego Acne Clinic, so that is my sole focus. Now, do you focus on any particular age? Everyone then breaks out. <laughs> Everyone breaks out. So I get t- I get clients that are 13. I get clients that are 60. So uh, from Just both ends of the spectrums, yeah. yeah. Okay, great. Um, Kaylee. Tell us a little bit about you. Yeah. Hi, everyone. My name is Kaylee, and I'm a holistic nutritionist. And really the way, the kind of difference between just a basic nutritionist and a holistic nutritionist is I truly take a holistic approach, a very whole body approach when addressing anything from hormonal imbalances to brain fog, low energy, um, weight loss, skin conditions, anything like that. Take a look at absolutely everything. So everything from diet to lifestyle to habits to stress management to sleep Um, because as we know everything in our body is so connected and many times um, one issue is actually a lot of different underlying causes so again I take a very whole body approach to figuring out what is going on when people are having any type of imbalances in their body. Are you a licensed esthetician also? I am not, no. My degree and background is in nutrition and wellness. Right. So do you girls work together in the same clinic? Tell us about your clinic. Do you work together? How you guys met? Tell us your story. So I met Kaylee as a patient. She came in right when I first opened and she was about to get married a few months later and um, her skin was not cooperating and she was um, uh, struggling quite a bit because she's so versed in wellness and there were just there were just uh, ingredients and like other issues being caused by products that we we think we can trust. So what I did was I had her come in and we spent like an hour and a half, almost two hours together and went over each one of her products. Um, So we started the clearing process. Once we figured out all the triggers, we got to know each other. And um, at the time I was developing an anti-acne stem cell serum to get rid of scars after I was clearing people. I wanted to get rid of their scars very quickly. So um, I was formulating it with a chemist and I'd get samples and every time Kaylee would come in, she would try it out and tell me what she thought. And we would just talk and geek out for hours about health and wellness and the beauty space and all the information that people need but don't have and all those other things. So we got to know each other really well and um, Clear Stem was born. That was the name of the serum. Um, Now it's the name of our entire line. Um, and so we just joined forces and we have uh, complementary skill sets. You know, what I'm terrible at, she's awesome at. <laughs> and it just works. It's great. And that's been about two years now. Yeah, clear, we wanted ClearStem to really be a holistic approach to skincare. So we have all of our products that are very clinically driven and dry, and um, people are experienced clinical results. But we wanted to take a hol- holistic approach, as in we wanted to create products that had no hormone disruptors, no toxins, were very clean, and then also continue our education about whole body wellness when it came to skincare. Because people can be using, you know, the best products. They can be using ClearStem on their skin and healing their skin. But if they're um, 
if they're using other pore clogging ingredient products in their makeup or their hormones are severely imbalanced because of diet or stress levels, these are things that can seriously affect people's skin. And so we wanted to be able to not only create transformative products, but create transformative education so people can learn all the different aspects that can affect their skin and how to truly heal it and keep their skin clear. Well, finding the underlining cause. I know when I first started out as an esthetician, you know, I've been an esthetician for, gosh, 30 years. Um, I, it was all topical. Everything was topical. And as I got older, I got more into nutrition. And I realized the root cause, a lot of it is coming from the inside. But it took a long time. I think as estheticians, we think of topical. We, you know, we're kind of geared to putting things topically and not dealing with the inside of our problems. I would agree. And it doesn't help that modern medicine or Western medicine uh, completely all but disregards uh, nutrition. I mean, I think they get like 19 hours of nutrition counseling or nutrition education in medical school, and it was cut from 25 hours. So that shows you how much they value it. Um, so if you, you know, you have an issue, you go see your doctor, they give you a pill and wellness and healing does not happen from the pharmaceutical model, especially when you're talking about skin, which is a, your exit organ that's reflective of all the other organs in your body. So um, it's really, really important to address all of the internal factors and just see what's going on under the hood, uh, yeah. not just topical. So yeah, right. they, they work hand in hand. So it's brilliant. You guys have a brilliant thing here. I'm jealous. Thank you, Thank you so much. <laughs> it is pretty brilliant. We're really excited about it. We literally get emails every day from people saying that like they got their husbands using it. Now their husband's going to great. We get like photos like before and afters sent to us from people pretty much every day. And it just makes us so happy because people, it's not just about beauty. It's about relief. And it's about feeling comfortable with your skin. And a lot of the times people that find us have been struggling and we love to relieve that struggle. That's what really makes us happy. Yeah. yeah Deanna, you know, as an esthetician, I'm sure how many people come in and they're just at their wits end with dealing with their skin. I'm sure you have a lot of clients that come in in tears because they're so frustrated because what comes along with acne and skin struggles, it hits a lot of people's confidence really hard. And, and that's what we wanted to help you. We want people to feel confident and comfortable in their own skin. Right. Exactly. Well, let's start at square one girls. Um, I don't know who wants to answer this. Probably the skincare professional, Danielle will want to answer this one. Um, Help us understand the source of acne. Where I mean, there's so I, I looked in your website. You had a great article on the sources of acne. So tell us, how does acne get started? Why do people get acne? That's an excellent question. The absolute root cause of it is a genetic. Uh, it's it's genetic. So if someone in your family had oily skin or acne, you're gonna have the gene for it most likely. So the root cause is something called retention hyperkeratosis. So keratin is that outer layer of protein um, that you know your cells are making that your skin produces. So people that break out very easily, we can produce like up to five times as much. So what that means is that our pores have an overgrowth of skin in them, and it mixes with oil and, uh, you know, cosmetic residue and all sorts of other things. And it creates a microcomedon, a clog um, in the hair follicle itself. So that's the, the root cause of it is genetic 
for sure. Then it can present in different ways and the severity is determined by what you're putting on your skin and what you're eating. So it's kind of like a flow chart. You know, you either have the gene or you don't. So if you have the gene, then it's like, okay, to what degree? And then you look at how oily your skin is and that tells you exactly what you need to avoid and what you need to do with your skin. Uh, but yeah, people tend to think that they're doing something wrong or that they, you know, there's something wrong with their skin and it really is just genetic at its core. So how do you, how do you feel or what are your thoughts about somebody who may have had clear skin all their life and then when they got into their late 40s, they started breaking out. That's hormonal. That is definitely a hormonal shift. So our estrogen naturally declines. Um, you know, after I think like age like 28, it starts to steadily decline. Um, so then you get more higher levels of progesterone and uh, testosterone, other androgens and things like that. So you can have clear skin. And then once your hormones do their shift on us uh, in the you know, 40s, you start hitting like perimenopause and different stages. That's when it just is a completely different face that you're looking at. So that's why I always recommend to my clients that are in their late 30s that, uh, or like clients that have just had a baby recently and their skin's really behaving well, I always recommend them to get hormone testing to see what their levels are at when they're feeling optimal so that they have a frame of reference for when it does change because it will. And you want to know what your baseline is so you can try to you can move forward towards getting it back now I think I told you earlier about a, somebody who emailed me I've never seen her skin in person but she sent me an email she's in her late 40s she's having these horrible cystic acnes that swell up all over her face she actually put tea tree on it and she burnt her skin so how she's asking me when she gets these horrible swollen how can she get rid of the swelling quickly. Do you have any tips for that? Something like that? Yes. Ice packing. Ice packing is the yeah. quickest thing to do. It is so helpful. And you can right. even get one of those masks that you keep in the freezer and you can just go to sleep with it. And it's an, it's a night and day difference. Um, yeah, so ice packing is fantastic. Yeah. Um, the little blue light, there's a Dr. Dennis Gross has a little handheld blue light thing. I think it's around $50. That thing can zap uh, can zap the big ones as well, and it's just really, really handy. Uh, the root cause of that, though, it sounds very, very common. It sounds like she might be taking a supplement that has a lot of vitamin D in it. It's really common for women to be taking those because most of us are legitimately deficient. Um, but especially at that age, it becomes very important because then you start taking calcium and other supplements for bone health and vitamin D is generally put into all of those supplements. And vitamin D, yes, it's important for skin, but in supplement form, it's usually a little too much. And it's fat soluble, so it stores up and it stimulates testosterone. And that, that can make the really angry ones that just seem like they are on a mission to wreck your life. So I would have her look at her supplementation first and foremost, but then ice pack in, the, in between. Okay, great. Okay, Kaylee, um why we're on the topic of nutrition, there are ways nutritionally that people can balance their hormones. Am I correct? Yes. So it's a big part of it is actually what is throwing your hormones out of whack in the first place because our body wants to continually balance our hormones, but there's many things that we eat and do that are completely throwing our system out of whack and overloading our system. So the first one is um, eating too much sugar. And it's not just sugar as in like, you know, I'm putting sugar in my coffee or um, like I'm eating too many cookies. Like, yes, of course, like those have sugar in it, but it's a lot of the, the hidden sugars that people aren't aware of. So for instance, in everything from salad dressings 
to um to like nutrition bars like if you ever take a look at the sugar content on like a grab and go bar a lot of times it's like over 20 grams of sugar which is um more than your daily your daily amount and you know according to um the american heart associations around 25 grams um i do believe you should be looking for a little bit less. Um, but if you are eating sugars, it should be more of the natural sugars. But the issue with that is a lot of people are eating even too many natural sugars. You know, they're making a smoothie or drinking a green juice that has apple and pineapple and berries and banana. And before they know it, their smoothie is like 70 grams of sugar. And so there, it's just, it's hidden in so many foods, mainly processed foods, but even just the overeating of fruits. Um, and so what that is going to do is it's um, going to spike your blood sugar levels in your body. And when you're spiking your blood sugar levels, that is when you're throwing your hormones out of whack. That Your body doesn't know what to do with it. It's having a hard time filtering it and processing it. And you're basically just having a lot of sugar molecules all over your body. Um, and your body just doesn't know how to filter it properly. So it stores in different areas. So it can lead to eruptions and breakouts and also weight gain as well. Um, so sugar is definitely a huge cause. Um, the second one is dairy. If anyone is breaking out, dairy should be the number one thing that they cut out um, next to breads because um, carbs are sugar. So I forgot to include that in my sugar. So um, all breads and bagels and pastas and all that's, that's straight up sugar. <laughs> sugar and carbs are basically the same thing in your body because um, carbohydrates convert into sugar. But going on to the dairy, um, dairy contains hormones in it. And so when we are putting synthetic hormones into our body, our hormones don't know how to process it correctly. So whenever we have, you know, fake estrogen floating throughout our entire body, it's mimicking the effects of our own estrogen in our own bodies. And so our own estrogen can't do what it's supposed to do. And then it can lead to estrogen dominance, which then can lead to breakouts, weight gain, um, and a whole other realm of diseases as well as like autoimmune issues and it can lead to tumors and et cetera, et cetera. So um, estrogen dominance is definitely something we want to avoid. But sugar and dairy are definitely the top two when anyone is breaking out. And there's a few other, uh, I think I've read peanuts. Yes, peanuts mm -hmm. are a high androgen food, um, and they they definitely spike acne. I've seen that in a lot of teenage boys who eat a ton of peanut butter. It'll get them around the mouth area, like uh, like uh, around the marionette lines where that would be, and as you can just see the inflammation. Um, and I think it has a lot to do with the high omega six content as well. Yeah, so there's a lot of foods out there that cause inflammation. Um, peanuts is one of them. Peanut oil is another, um, as well as inflammatory oils. So vegetable oil, canola oil, and then when you pass the smoke point of other oils. So if you are, you know, roasting vegetables at a high heat with olive oil, um, if you're roasting over four hundred over three hundred fifty degrees, you're actually turning a healthy olive oil into an inflammatory oil. Um, so if you are like roasting veggies, you want to make sure you're doing using a high smoke point oil, like a um, like an avocado oil and, um, is great. But so there's different foods that are on the inflammatory scale. And with that comes, you know, processed foods, sugars, dairies, um, peanuts, different things like that. But anyone can easily look up an anti-inflammatory diet or inflammatory foods and get a pretty easy answer of what to avoid in their diet. Great. Now, 
Coconut oil. Tell us about coconut oil. I've seen people who put coconut oil everywhere and have totally broken out from it. Yep. Cooking with it, I think you can cook cook with cook with coconut oil at a high point. Yes. yes. You, yeah. You can. Yeah. That has a high smoke point as well. You just want to be careful about overusing coconut oil products. I'm going to let Danielle touch on um, <laughs> why not to put it on your face. But as far as cooking with it, you know, I would just avoid using coconut oil for everything. You know, I'd have like a coconut oil and avocado oil and then an olive oil to use only raw. Um, but making sure you're not cooking everything every single day in coconut oil. Yeah, I agree with Kaylee about the coconut oil uh, thing. I, so topically, it's one of the worst things for acne. It just kills me when I see products that are meant for acne or clear skin or that aren't specifically for you know, non-acne types, but they'll have coconut oil in it as a filler or coconut derivatives, you know, fillers like maybe like isopropyl myristate and other things like that. Uh, coconut oil is extremely pore clogging. It is basically a solid at room temperature. It is far too thick for our skin. So even if you don't break out at all, you just don't have those genetics and you use coconut oil, it's just sitting on the top of your skin. It's blocking penetration of anything else. It's basically a wax. So it just doesn't make sense to me in any way to have it in a skincare product. And I have seen it turns, turn people's skin from flawless to broken out. And it's the kind where it just hardens in the pore and it stays there. And when you're doing extractions, it creates an orange little ball of wax. You can try to smush it and it won't even smush. Like that's how hard it is. So yeah. it can create some really devastating acne that needs professional extractions. That's how pore clogging it is. Um, internally, I do think it gets overused, especially in a lot of vegan products, unfortunately. Like all the vegan cheeses and dips and things like that. It's just loaded with a lot of oils and um, coconut oil. I know that when I have too much of it, it definitely breaks me out. Um, people don't really realize that fat and oil can act as hormones or they're the messengers of hormones too. So if you're having a lot of oil in your diet, it's going to have an effect on your hormone. And think about it from a natural perspective. We're not really supposed to eat oil that much with everything. It's not particularly natural. Um, it's just something common in America. Speaking about natural, now that you brought kind of brought the topic up, you have said that natural products aren't necessarily good for acne. Am I correct on that? In fact, you've actually said that sometimes using natural skincare products can actually be the cause of breaking out. Yes, I find that all the time. And that's, that's part of the reason why we developed the Clear Stem line is because a lot of clean beauty products and organic products particularly, they pack things like algae and coconut oil and shea butter. Those are like the top three natural product ingredients that cause people to break out. And they're great filler agents. They're thick, they're inexpensive, they're vegan, they're fair trade, they're gluten-free, they're organic. They get, they're all the buzzwords that you want and all the buzzwords that people are conditioned to look for. But it just has to do with their density in relation to our own natural oil. So a lot of organic skincare, if you see something that says organic skincare, guarantee you it's not going to be acne safe. Like I've never seen that. Some clean beauty products can be acne safe, uh, but a lot of them, they're just, they're clean in terms of like the hormone disruptors, but they're not concerned with pore cloggers. So yeah, a lot of somewhat healthier seeming skincare can still absolutely break you out. Can you give us a few ingredients that we should avoid 
Yes, algae is huge, and it's not a lot of people know this. So algae, seaweed, kelp, anything that lives under the ocean. If you see a product that's marketed as like, like La Mer is a perfect example, or uh, like Mermaid Beauty Secrets, or anything like that. Anything deep is so sea mass. deep yeah. sea, anything. Yes, anything that has to do with the ocean, it's probably going to have algae in there. Now, algae, think about this. It lives underwater its whole life in a salty underwater environment. The only way that can survive from like a biochemistry standpoint is if it's made of oil. Otherwise, it would disintegrate. That oil is very thick. It's basically omega oils. So yeah, it's great to eat. It's not great topically. And, and isn't it the salt con- the um, salt content that is bad for the skin? The iodine content, yeah, that is one thing that's bad for the skin too, but it's it, it also is a physical pore clogger. Okay. I remember one time when I first started out as an esthetician, you know, you don't know a whole lot. You haven't really experienced skin other than the people in your class. So I had an acne. I got a lot of acne people. I was located right next to a college and these kid, college kids would come in. I remember putting one of those algae masks on an acne client and she got so red. It just irritated the acne to death. So I learned real quickly about that one. Yeah, I mean, that probably was not even on anyone's radar back then, so you did not know. (laughs) That was so funny. All right, so how important is hydration to skin, and what are some of the foods that can help? I don't know who wants to answer that. Yeah, hydration is unbelievably important to the skin because whenever our bodies, and I mean, our skin is our our largest organ, so whenever our bodies and our skin gets dehydrated, it can cause our skin to actually overproduce oil because it doesn't know what to do. Like our skin is so confused. So the the interesting thing is, is some people can have dry skin and it physically look and feel dry. Other people can have topically looking oily skin, but their skin can actually be dry because their bodies are just overproducing oil because it's not hydrating enough. And so it's just confusing to our body. So we always recommend drinking at least three liters to a gallon a day. A gallon is very much ideal. Uh, If you can't quite get to a gallon, at least at least three liters. Um, But you got to keep things filtering through your body as well because not only for the dry skin purposes and the overproduction of oil and confusing your skin, but also just the general detoxification of our body. Our body detoxes every single day. It detoxes our liver detoxes hormones every single day. It flushes out estrogen. Um, our, you know, we got to keep our blood moving and every, like our digestive system moving. And when we're not hydrated, our liver is not filtering out hormones correctly. Our digestive system is not processing food, breaking it down correctly, moving it through our body. And we can create a buildup of toxins and backup. And whenever things build up in our body, how else is our body going to release it? Well, it comes out through the skin. And so breaking out in general skin health, um, it's so important to increase your hydration levels. Same with wrinkles. I mean, dehydrated skin leads to rapid um, production of like rapid showing of the visible uh, seeing of wrinkles. And so whenever we're dehydrated, it's quicker and easier to develop and see wrinkles. Exactly. I know there was a, um, it was going around the internet. A before and after of somebody who drank eight glasses of water a day, how she looked, it was amazing. Just the water, it took the dark circles away from her face. It was just amazing how just water, 30 days of drinking eight glasses of water a day, what it did for her skin. 
Yeah, I think I saw that one. I think it was a, I think it was like a Stanford, Stanford yeah. publication or something like that. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, if, water is so important. Now, for to piggyback on what Kaylee said, it's really important too for the skin to, and the body temperature as well. Like if you're dehydrated, your body temperature can be a little off, especially if you're drinking like coffee or alcohol regularly, or you're having a lot of sugar, things that speed you up. Um, and that is synonymous with inflammation. So water is essential for not only like regulating body temperature, hydration and detoxification. Um, it's also just really, really important to get spring water because that's where you get a lot of the trace minerals that are kind of missing in like a lot of our vegetables too. So I'm a big fan of a gallon a day of spring water. Um, that's that's what I do. That's what I have in my clinic. I got rid of the Coligan super filtered water and switched it out for, for spring water. And it, may, it does make a huge difference in hydration. Um, also for hydration, if people say, like I have a lot of nurse clients and they can't be guzzling water all day because then they have to use the bathroom all the time. So foods that pack hydration are also a really, really good assist. Like those are your apples, your oranges, celery, jicama, low glycemic fruits that pack hydration can also just be a total game changer. And we get most of our hydration through our food. Um, so for, for people that are doing intermittent fasting, which is obviously huge right now, it's really important that you have high water quality and high water consumption, um, especially because you're not eating that much during the day. Now, I know a lot of people have a high acid system and I want to talk you to talk tell us about how important it is or how we can keep our body alkaline is am I yeah alkaline alkalinization is fantastic uh, the best and most tried and true way to do this is hot water with lemon in the morning and I particularly love that because digestion is so important to all, to our entire body health, not only just skin, uh, but in stimulating your digestive juices in the morning with a little lemon and hot water, that's awesome. You want your stomach to be hot and full of acid. <laughs> um, so that's what breaks your food down the best. So that not only alkalizes the body, but it helps with detoxification um, and it uh, just helps to helps you prime your body to digest whatever you're going to eat maximally. So that's a really great way to alkalize with another benefit. Another great way to alkalize is celery juice. That's a little more effort than I'm willing to put in. <laughs> so I, I generally don't do that. But hey, if I um, wanted to clean a juicer every morning, I totally would. Um, so that's a great one. Uh, wheatgrass, wheatgrass is a fantastic one as well. That when wheatgrass first became popular, everyone was saying, oh, it's the same pH as your blood. And that basically what they were saying is that it's alkaline. alkaline. So um, that's a great great thing to do as well. There's other ways to alkalize too. Kaylee has Yeah, some. if you want to if you don't want to do the celery juice every morning, um, you can actually do a pinch of sea salt or Himalayan salt in your water every morning. And that's actually also going to help alkalize your body. Um, but a quick frame of reference for everyone, um, people can easily look up alkali um, alkalizing foods and it's something they can take a look at that list and just learn how to how can I incorporate this into my breakfast, lunch and dinner every day and be a little more mindful about it. Yeah, because when what are some of the problems that can happen when you have have when you're running on a high acid system? I know it 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 can cause cancer on alkaline body. I don't think cancer cells I've heard can't grow in that and if somebody's balanced but that does grow in a high acid system. 
Absolutely. So I actually went through this by accident. Um, I was running extremely acidic and not only did it give you, give me mental anxiety. Um, I could just feel that something wasn't right. My sleeping wasn't right. My thinking was different. And the reason was, um, I wasn't digesting things properly. And now a lot of people have digestive issues that they aren't aware of because it's not something that's discussed or tested for in normal routine medical care. So, um, when that was happening, I could see a difference in my skin. It was more inflamed. It was more oily. And uh, the acidity, it basically comes from, it can come from alcohol in the body. Now, the most common source of that is food that's not digesting well, or people are eating too much in one sitting, which is probably all of us, um, or eating really late at night. So when things aren't digesting properly, things basically ferment in your stomach and it creates alcohol. That alcohol makes you run acidic. So that is something that's really important to be aware of. And then also just drinking alcohol and caffeine. Um, Coffee in the morning is really not that great for us, especially women, especially as women get older. It's just really not not good for us. Um, I've actually cut it out completely. So uh, yeah, having an acidic system leads to a whole cascade of negative consequences. Um, And there's things that we do every day that actually contribute to that. So making, making those minor changes can have a huge impact on your health. Right, right. Well, I know our time's just about up, girls, because you gave us a lot of information that we could go into detail on, but we just don't have enough time. Um, So real quickly, give us three things that make our skin get older faster, and then some do's and don'ts for acne, and then we'll talk about where people can find you. So three things that can, you said, age your skin faster? Mm -hmm. Okay. Make your skin look older? Yeah. Number one, lack of hydration. Number two, not proper stress management. And number three, what was I going to say? Oh yeah. (laughs) This is my favorite one. No shower burning your face. So we didn't get a chance to talk about this, but, um, you know, washing your face in hot water is probably one of the quickest ways you can age your face. So making sure you're washing your face in either cool water or lukewarm water. We like to um, compare it to, you know, the type of water you'd wash your baby in, you know, that's safe for a baby's skin. Yeah. And melasma, clients with melasma, heating up the skin brings mm-hmm. out the melasma. So yep. it definitely any, does. any inflammatory condition will be made mm-hmm. worse, um, worse by burning your skin or being in the sun either way. Yep. And doing that every single day, your skin doesn't even have a chance to repair. So let's talk about accumulated damage. Like, ooh, that can be shower burning is, is definitely something. That's the number one takeaway mm-hmm. for everyone, I would say. Yeah. yeah. Yes, and some acne tips uh, to answer your question. Uh, look at the list of pore-clogging ingredients that we have on our website. It's clearstemskincare.com. We made a huge list, and you can it's you can type in whatever you're looking at. So before you buy anything, you want to check that list first. You can keep it on your phone. So next time you're at Sephora, you can just look at the back of the ingredients and, and just compare. It takes a few minutes, and it makes all the difference in the world for your skin. So that would be the first one is no pore cloggers. Number two, avoid dairy. Avoid it like the plague. Dairy will generally start breaking you out within about 12 hours. Um, whey protein is also dairy. Uh, another thing to avoid if you have acne is supplements that contain vitamin D and B12. And I know that's contrary to what a lot of people say, um, But vitamin D absolutely stimulates testosterone. And when you take it in supplement form, it generally has at least 2.5 times the recommended dosage. And people are taking it every day and it stores in their system. That creates a surplus and it does break people out all the time. Um, So I can't stress that point enough. Great. Well, you've given us a lot of great information here. 
So now, where can they find you guys? Say your website again. And yeah. oh, before we do that, do you you have products that you retail for acne and skincare? And tell us about that. And then, do you have a wholesale line and train? Have any training? Where can as want to be estheticians that want to specialize in acne? Where can they get training? So tell us all of that. Yeah. So our website is clearstemskincare.com. That's C-L-E-A-R stem S-T-E-M skincare.com. And I will let Danielle kick off our products. Yeah. So our products, our entire line is anti-aging plus anti-acne with zero hormone disruptors. There's a vacuum, there's a void for this category because people, most people have dual concerns. Even if you're breaking out and you're 24, you still don't want to use products that are going to dry your skin out and make you age faster. And that's usually what happens. Um, and then if you're, you're, say you're in your 30s and you're buying all these anti-aging products and they're hidden with pore cloggers, you're going to start to break out again. So there's this huge limbo that most women are in. So we have a line that is completely dedicated. Every single one of our products is anti-aging and anti-acne. They're all anti-inflammatory and they have no hormone disruptors. So it really is the holy grail of skincare and we can't wait to get everyone on it because people see results generally within a few uses and you can rest assured knowing that the quality is bar none and that there's nothing in it that's going to mess with your system. Wow. And yeah. As far as uh, sorry, as far as uh, the wholesale program, we don't have that quite yet. But for estheticians, yeah, just email us, send us a copy of your license, and um, we have a, a discount code for for industry professionals. Okay, and then if somebody wants to get more training, do you do training? Where can somebody get training to become a specialist, an acne specialist? I would say do the face reality training. That's the most comprehensive yeah. training system. Yeah, I'm, I'm a face reality trained specialist as right. well. I've added a lot to that core practice, but um, that's where I started. So face reality is awesome. I love them as a company. Mm -hmm. Their products are their products really work for acne. And if you are an esthetician, you're going to need to know acne. And if you don't, it's it your business is going to be severely limited. So I would definitely recommend the face reality system, at least going through that training and knowing the information. And their website has a lot of useful info as well. It does. And the training's not overly priced either. I believe they just raised the price, but it's worth its weight. It, I would pay triple that for sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Good enough. All right. Well, I want to thank you girls for your time. It's been a pleasure having you on. I, I have to have you on again because there was a lot that we could have talked about. Maybe we can do a question and answer with some clients. They could, yes. That'd be great. Let's do yeah. that. We can book that right now. <laughs> yeah. Let's book that now and we'll, I'll uh, send out some uh, social media, getting some questions that clients may have, and then I'll bring you guys on and you can answer some questions from some of the listeners of Ask the Beauty Advisor. How does that sound? That Wonderful. sounds perfect. Yeah, we, there's so much that we didn't even get to. We I could, know. So maybe we, could, we could do three more of these. <laughs> oh, we really could. So we should. Um, all right. So let's plan that. Um, I'm going to say goodbye to you and hang on, and then we'll, we'll talk about that off air. All right. Great. Okay. Thank you. All right. Thank you girls again. Have a great day. You too. Bye.